1: Shit. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Reko are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Coast Game Show with Al and Jerry.
0: All right, we go on the podcast on a Wednesday. Al is off, as, he, as I pointed out earlier this morning. If Craig's off, Al's off. So, I am very happy and pleased to say hello to Eddie Scazzeri. What's up, Eddie? Hello, podcast people.
1: You do that every time that you do this? Uh, yeah, because Pretty I'm much. so rarely here. It's like when Batgirl used to be a guest on Batman. It was very rare. So Yvonne you Elliman.
0: compare yourself to Batgirl? Sure, why not? What the hell, right? hmm So today, day one, no Craig. Yes. Um, and so Wally Zerbia came in. And are you ever amazed at... I know you think things are whatever. I don't want to get into the whole thing of life's written out. But the fact that Wally Zerbiak was here today, mm-hmm. when at two o'clock in the morning, reports start surfacing that Phil Jackson might be gone. I mean, the timing of that. Now, why wasn't Phil Sims scheduled to be on? Now, I know Boomer saw Wally yesterday at the uh, golf tournament, but very interesting. You're right. Timing and was great. Absolutely. As you would
1: say, We stepped in it today. Yes. Very, very fortunate.
0: Now, there were people, and I'm not speaking out of school because Wally was hit up on Twitter about this as well. There were people that said a little more energy, perhaps. But I do know he was out late for this tournament last night, had some cocktails. The fact that he got up and he was ready to go at 6 o'clock was actually pretty cool.
1: And, Wally, this is not what he does. Correct. I mean, if he was in the routine of doing it every day, it would be more in a flow. It would be a different dynamic. But, you know, for... Being a Knicks and basketball expert was perfect. I'm actually
0: amazed when I meet guys like him. Frank Catalonato
1: is another one. Mm-hmm. We meet the, these people through
0: Craig and Boomer. Right. John Franco's like that, too. These are guys that had—I mean, Franco had an amazing baseball career. Yes. Uh, Wally had a terrific NBA career. Catalonato was a very good player. And you meet these guys and how some of them are just so pleasant to deal with. Yep. Like, the fact that he's Wally Zerbiak and had a, had this really a great career— And he couldn't be a nicer dude. Right, exactly. And he hobbles around on one leg, which is not good. Unlike Boomer, NFL MVP, pain in the ass. Well, he's not a pain in the ass. He's a pain (laughs) in the ass to you. Yes. Is what he is. So I was in the Dominican Republic this weekend, which... uh, Punta Cana. Yes, Punta Cana. Went to the Hard Rock Hotel, had a really good time. uh, And I was struck by a couple of things. And not that maybe it's not topic worthy, but I found it interesting that and we've me and you have discussed this too in the past you know off mic so it was an all-inclusive place mm-hmm. all the drinking you can do and they I mean they really push the liquor on you and all the food that you can eat and we went to a Brazilian steakhouse number one which is this is where it really caught my eye and things that you kind of know and realize but you got to think about them to really have the whole picture And was the Brazilian steakhouse on I guess it was Friday night, and they come over with just these, I don't know what they're called, the, the metal rods that shoot through the meat that they slice for you, mm-hmm. whatever you would call it. But it was waiter after waiter. And slicing and slime, My, like, oh, I'm good. No, 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 it's all you can eat. Get more. And then you go over where the oven is, and you see the amount of meat that's in the oven. Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and think, they're doing this how many hours a day, how many days a week, how many years. And I can't get the thought out of my head how many animals get slaughtered. Yes. For our, it's not for our survival because that's not, uh, this is more a level of enjoyment. And the numbers to me, and I only say it because I watched a documentary on food like a moron on the way down there. No,
1: never a great idea. It is unreal. Like how many animals get slaughtered every year yes. for us to eat? Yeah. It's, uh, it, I've said many times that if I had to kill my own food, I would definitely be a vegetarian because I just don't think, unless I was in a starvation scenario, that that I could kill an animal. I don't even like to fish, right? Nor do I. Nor do I, I. I feel bad. It's like I'm yanking this thing out of its uh, out of the water and ending its life is terrible. And as humans, we evolved as omnivores, so we kind of do need a certain amount of meat or protein, but. In this day and age, with you know, the we know what we know about protein and where else we can get it, I would say that most people, not all, because some there are some studies that some people biologically, chemically still actually need meat protein, uh, to be at their uh, optimum, right? But I would say most people, uh, could be vegetarians. I agree, and I've thought about it and tried it on a couple of occasions,
0: and the problem isn't that. I'm drawn to a specific dish or something I want to eat. It's more a matter of what's being cooked that night and what's in front of me. Right. And so usually i got a couple of days, and the next thing you know, grilling on the barbecue, what am I going to do?
1: Mash up black bean? I don't know, man. I don't know how to make a black bean burger. I don't want to keep them together. I don't want to do that. Right. We're not comfortable with the uh, alternative uh, food sources. Not great. Just not that we're uncomfortable. You know, we're just not familiar with it, I should say. Not at all. We really don't know how to go about it. We'd have to study it or watch, you know, uh, videos of animals being slaughtered as motivation.
0: Right. Now, on our ride there from the airport, it was nighttime. I was very surprised that um, sunset was 7 Mm p.m. and sunrise was 6 a.m. So it's a shorter day than here in the summer. I was actually very surprised by that. So by the time we got out of customs and we're on our way to the resort... It was dark. We really didn't see much, if at all anything, aside from a couple of stores and shopping centers. But going back to the airport on Sunday afternoon, it was a bright, sunny day, and now you're getting a look at the sights that you couldn't see in the dark. The poverty yes. is just, it's sickening. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here on a soapbox and talk about, you know, who makes what, who doesn't make what, who's got better fortunes than others. That's not the point of this, and that would no one want to listen to that, but... I was really stunned at what I saw. And I've seen it bad in St. Thomas, not to this level, though. And then I sit there and think, my God, everybody that works at these resorts must feel like they hit the lottery because everybody's being tipped probably well. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're being paid a decent rate compared to what people on the outside are making. But very eye-opening on, on, on a lot of different levels to where I even said to my wife, I almost feel guilty that I spent all this money this weekend. And you're looking at these poor people.
1: It's just terrible. Yeah, and it's like that uh, all over the Caribbean and the Bahamas, yeah. and Haiti is really bad. And I didn't know Haiti's on the other side of the island. It's one island. Hispaniola, I, I believe, is the name of the island. I didn't and realize it's divided into two different countries. I had no
0: idea mm-hmm. until I saw it on the JetBlue map, which, yeah. by the way, great airline.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Fantastic. All right, let's get on to fun stuff. All right. Um, enough of that. So there's this story of a uh, female teacher. Okay. Teach or taught religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the side, um, she moonlighted as a porn star. Oh, okay. She was fired. Oh, as a porn star? No. Oh, I She see. was fired from her job as a religion teacher. Oh, all right. Now, I'm all for, Al and I had this conversation. There was an article maybe a month ago, maybe not even, maybe a couple of weeks ago, about a school teacher that was on suspension. I don't think we ever got a follow-up, and I don't know if she got fired or not. But it was found out that she was a stripper on the weekends at night. All right. School teacher during the week. She stripped on the weekends at night. I had zero issue with that. I really had no problem with that. You have to make a living. Go do what you have to do if it's legal. Of course. And as long as it's not in the kids' faces and you're not promoting
1: yourself as such, all good. This, to me, takes it a step too far. Well, probably. I'm, I'm just guessing. I don't know the details. I'm, I'm guessing that... The place where she taught religion was a private religious institution. I would think. I'm guessing. And they probably have some sort of code of conduct or bylaws that would, you know, that would sort of being a porn star, I would think. (laughs) Right. Would go against it. Like the clause, like a morals clause she probably had to have signed to be a Catholic school teacher. Right. So in that case, I I understand uh, her employer, Having a problem and uh, eliminating her, although just to be a jerk, you know, isn't uh, everything all about forgiveness and all of that. So, well, like, and
0: I did not set it up properly because whatever you want to say about religion, science, the world, I don't care. Mm -hmm. The point of the story was she probably did sign something. Oh yes, and clearly stepped over the line in that
1: case. You would think, yes. I don't think being a stripper is that big of a deal. That's another issue. And I, I think I wonder what upstanding member of the community discovered. Oh, that's Mrs. Bishop. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What were they watching?
0: Exactly. Probably porn. Was it Pornhub? Is that the one that Al watches? Uh, that's the what Craig's one of uh, i thought red like, tube was craig's favorite. yeah right and al's favorite is pornhub because he always comes up
1: with these ridiculous stories oh and he gets them oh they're related to pornhub pornhub does
0: a lot of um surveys and polls and stories that uh, of
1: that i am unaware and that is where we get a lot of the penis stories yes. that al comes up with right so and you ask me Well, how do i have so many different drops well that's why why because you guys do penis oh, stories all yes, the time. Yes. Exactly.
0: No, what I said to you all this morning, what did I say? I said you had a clip of me saying I pulled something or yes. whatever. It was such an innocuous comment. The fact that you had me saying that to me makes no sense.
1: Yeah, sometimes something will be said and I'll just it'll something will click on my head and it's nothing that's even obvious but I sometimes will then see an opportunity at some point in the future to use it, and, and that's that's how it happens.
0: Very well done. All right, I'll take you to Alaska now. I'm not oh, really right. taking you to Alaska, but I've for this story. I've been very beautiful. Now, one thing Al and I discuss very often, and Al is upfront about it, even on the show, is that uh, someone in distress, he's not good in that situation. Right. He'll pick up his phone. He'll call 911. But helping someone, probably not in the cards. Well, an Alaska man was attacked by a brown bear okay. as he was riding his bike.
1: Different than a black bear, bigger, more aggressive. More? Really? I would have thought the black bear was no, the worst uh, of the two. The brown bears are what the, are grizzlies, Oh, which we we'll do not you. have in this area. We have only black bears sort of in the eastern part of the United States. Uh, brown bears, the grizzlies, are out in the western part of the United States, and they're about— Males probably about four to five hundred pounds bigger, and they're much more aggressive. And they'll eat you. They or they just maul you if they're hungry. Uh, they will eat you because bears like us are omnivores, and uh, and if they're in a bad mood or you come near their cubs, look out. Well, yeah, I don't think this guy was
0: going going to his children. Mm-hmm. He was just riding his bike. Okay. Well, it attacked him somehow, and his friend was able to distract the bear to where they were actually able to both escape. My question would be, is there any chance that you're riding your bike, you get attacked by a black bear in New Jersey, and then Al Dukes on his bike comes to your aid, or does he stop, turn, run the other way, and make a phone call?
1: Yes, he will stop, uh, turn, run the other way, first then try to take a picture or video <laughs> so he could then post it, and then call 911.
0: Right. And that's that that would be Al.
1: I would agree. Al is not big with the Heimlich or you know CPR, not happening. You know what's always funny, too, is, not about
0: Al, you ever have, uh, I'm very, um, maybe smug is might the, be the right word, okay. in, in terms of, if I get a flat tire, mm. I can change that thing, literally six, seven minutes, I'm good, I'm on my way. That's very good. And I'm fine with that. And if it happens, it happens, I don't get too concerned, but... It's amazing to me how many times it's happened to me that I get get a flat tire where I'm really far from home to where just changing it and putting the spare on is not really good enough because it'll take me forever. I'm not doing 70 on a donut. I'm just not. They tell you don't go over 50. Mm, All right. To me, give or take, a couple of miles an hour, not a big deal. But I probably would go the other way and probably do 40 just to make sure that doesn't blow out because now you're swimming without a net or fishing or whatever the word is. You have no help. So yesterday, we were at. Craig's golf event, and mm-hmm. where Briarcliff Manor, I think it Correct. was. Correct. I say it was seventy-five miles from home, and in the middle of nowhere, cell service isn't even that good. I mean, it's okay, but it's not great. But it's far. So I get in the car yesterday, and I didn't stay to play. Um, and that stupid little light comes on the dashboard right as I exit the golf course. Oi, hey. oi is right. So now I'm sitting there. What do you do? Do you look for a gas station? Do you just kind of go with it? This is what puzzled me. I'm like, I'm going to drive it for a little while. As soon as I feel it, I will pull over. I'll change it, and then I'll figure it out. So I'm driving. No issue. I'm driving. And then it goes off. It just – is there something with maybe the fact that it was cold overnight up there that maybe the tire deflated a little bit? Yes,
1: and then got reinflated as the day got warmer? Yeah, right. Uh, the the air temperature and, and humidity and all that plays a huge role. And densities can change and all of that. So that's that. All right, one or two more here for you, Eddie. Sure. Uh,
0: this I found very interesting. And this is more of a, probably a parenting thing. And I think maybe you can compare it to, let's say your dad was your age and you were younger and it was today's generation. Because mm-hmm. you're not a parent, so I don't know if you not. can relate to this. But I found this interesting. Someone we know has a son on social media. Actually, several. I'm not going to say who it is. All right. But someone we both know, and we both know the son. All good. And he posted some... I shouldn't say he posted. He retweeted a, tweet, a, a a posting that said, uh, for the average male, 21 ejaculations a month is recommended to avoid prostate cancer. Really? That was... I know it was from health.com. I'm not exactly sure where it was from, but retweeted that. And then I started thinking, nothing wrong with that tweet, and it's it's a conscious one. It's good to be in the know and to not understand stuff like that. But then I'm thinking, my son was retweeting stuff like that. What the hell else is he saying? And then I always wonder, what are these kids tweeting that the parents don't see? Now, if you had a kid, or let's say it was your dad, and you were tweeting out stuff about TNA, right? Okay. Or about hot chicks, or about guys ejaculating, or whatever it might be, right. and you can't use that. You don't clip that. That'll get us in trouble by using that. Yes, yes. You can't no, say that. I would never do anything like that. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't. Al's not here the next couple of days. I've got to be careful. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how do you think your father would react? Um, if he was being honest with himself, and if all fathers are honest with themselves— they had the same exact thoughts and desires and misgivings and, and little things that they did when they were young. Now, the difference today is with the social media, the world sees it. Well that, uh, so right. that's a whole different dynamic.
0: I think but, there's two things here. I'm not talking about what actually takes place and how they would feel as a kid because they walked in those shoes themselves. Yes. I mean more the fact that They're okay putting it out there. And, you know, are you disappointed that they're
1: looking at stuff like that and showing the world? Well, I mean, if again, if we had the opportunity to look at stuff like that, because we all have, you know, the memories of, you know, finding the Playboys and, you know, and taking them to a nice private area and whatever. You know, it's as old as, as humans are, those kinds of things. The social media aspect is, I think, something that, our generation—not that we're exactly the same—but we have to just start to accept that this is the, a change that has happened in the world. That's just the way it is. I mean, if you look, you know, the, I'm not on Twitter, but the Twitter is is vile. No, oh, it's brutal. I mean, brutal, and not just about sex stuff, but about racial hatred. Oh, and everything. Just, it's, it is everything. And it's out there. It's like we get a, a we're getting a look into people's subconscious or their alter egos or their hidden desires, which we never had before. But it's almost like acceptable in this day and age. You know, if somebody uh, in a political uh, in political power that's well known does it, of course, then there's attention and they get in trouble. But, you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people on Twitter are just spewing this hate. And yep. It's just OK. It's okay because people don't either see it or people don't care about them
0: right, but it doesn't make bad. it right. No, not at all does not make it right at all. It was very funny when I was away this weekend. I wanted to take a picture of it and my wife would not let me. I don't know what you can take pictures of what you can not anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want nothing bad. I wasn't gonna say anything negative. I just found it fascinating. We had I got one of those little cabanas by the pool. okay so I was kind of hidden. I could have taken this picture and no I don't think anyone would have noticed. There was a, I would say the girl was early teens. Her mom was probably, I would say, late 30s. Mm-hmm. She was there with her mom, who was, I would say, somewhere late 50s. Okay. And then the great grandma or the grandma, whatever perspective you're looking at, whatever glasses you're looking through, was around 80 ish. Okay. I would say. And at one point during the day, it was around lunchtime, which is why I was just chilling out and getting out of the sun. And I look over and all four of them are on their phones. And Mm. to see the grandmother with her one pointer finger typing. And then if you look down, their teenage great granddaughter, who I think it was with the two thumbs fast with with the texting. And I looked at my wife. I said to her, I'm like, this is what's wrong with society today. I said, you know what, if if they were holding up books, magazines, and newspapers, I wouldn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But I see them with their heads buried in these
1: phones. Like, I don't know. There's just something that bugs me about it. Yeah, again, that is just a, a, a change that has happened, is happening, that we're not comfortable with because of our age and how we grew up. But that's the way it is. And it's not, you can't put genie back in the bottle. No, it's only going to get worse. And it it could have been, like you said, you know, 30 years ago, it's books. And if people are reading and sitting and not talking to one another and enjoying their own book, it's really not that different. Of course it's not. But it's for us, because we're older, less bothersome. But that's just the change that it's not going back.
0: I think it's, you know, I don't even think it's that they're not talking to one another. I think it's. The idea of God knows what they could be doing. Mm-hmm. You have a book. You're reading a book. Yes. You're on this little tiny device. It could be anything.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, well, you could be reading a book like you were talking about uh, off air with uh, Bobby Dwyer. Like, you know, you how great the you don't love the phone and the whole idea of it and what it's doing to society. But yet how great it is. Yes. That, You can put a book on there uh, and take it on a plane and uh, have something to do on the plane. Rather than being just bored, you're reading a book. So they could have been reading a book or they could have been tweeting about something just very silly and not important. I call it a necessary evil. Uh, Nowadays, it it has become because uh, everybody just expects you to be able to respond fairly instantaneously to questions and demands and all of that. Agreed. Anything else you got? Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Nigel in Christchurch, uh, New Zealand, because uh, I know he had last One of the times I filled in, he had said hey, so I'm saying hey to him, and to Marty from Metuchen, who I see at the Wegmans, or I saw at the Wegmans one nice. time. Nice. And is a fan of of the post-game podcast. Look so at that. Just shouting out to uh, two peeps who have said they enjoy this situation.
0: Well, see, that's very nice. Yeah. I actually like doing it. It's fun. I've gotten to, um, the more we do it, the I don't want to say the better it gets because that sounds like a jackassery comment, but mm-hmm. the more we do it, the more fun it is. Sure. I think. And Al comes up with some just bizarre. I, I had nothing today. Yes. I was kind of flying off the seat of my well, pants. And,
1: and and by the way, that's what a podcast is. It could be about, you know, whatever. It's like a, 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 one continuous Seinfeld episode about nothing. It can just be. Whatever you've think of al does find a
0: lot of penis stories though uh he well you know hey i'm just saying he told the story last week i don't know if you heard it or not about when he when he pooped his pants mm-hmm. I, i've never felt so bad for a guy just i could see it in his face that however many years later it still pains him of course i said why are you even telling this story yeah oh, why not okay I yeah guess so, i guess so now that i haven't said i i
1: don't know many people that have done that but i felt i really felt for him well, I mean, you know, I think we've all had that situation where we're rushing to get to, you know, yeah, but the bathroom. But not a full out. You have out. control. Yeah, not a full out situation. No. Maybe little, like they say in one of those movies, I never saw the little turtle head poking out here. But, um, you know. That's disgusting. Of course it is. Why would you say that? Well, because it was in Can that I movie. Can I play that now? What's that? Can I play that? I don't know about contextually how it would work. Yeah, I don't get the rules anymore. Yeah. All right, I got to go. Bye.
0: Uh, the warm-up, which was me solo, which I'll do tomorrow and Friday as well. Very impressive, by the
1: way. You just talked. And Bobby and I were ready. We were there for you. And nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't care.
0: Uh, Well, I uh, I should have included you. You know what it was? There was
1: so much this morning. There was a ton of legitimate sports news. So I didn't mean to be a hog. I wasn't trying to uh, No, we we don't really care. And, by the way, we couldn't really contribute in any insightful manner to those hardcore sports topics. Got it. I didn't just play silly drops.
0: Yes, which I was expecting more Phil Jackson, but that was okay. All right. Uh, all right, we're going to go. This. So the warm-up is coming up right now, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Adios. See you all. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. And a very good Wednesday morning. This portion brought to you by CC's. Usually I would say, what is up, Al Dukes? But Al, uh, well, Craig's on vacation. That means Al follows right behind. So he's on vacation he's as well. well. He might be lazy, but he does take vacation. He's lazy. Perhaps, but he only takes vacation when Craig takes vacation. Craig's out today. Wally Zerbiak will be in for a couple of hours, so that means Al is out today. And we woke up to the news. Uh, if you are just getting up and you're a Nick fan, it's time to celebrate, I suppose, because, well, Phil Jackson is out. Uh, the Daily News came out with the report about 45 minutes ago that he was fired over the differences between Carmelo and Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, ESPN had the report overnight that it was expected that the two sides would part ways. And really, if you're a Nick fan, I think the good news is Phil Jackson's out. The bad news is you're back to 2008, essentially, and you bring it back to Donnie Walsh. And where is this franchise right now? And what do they do with Carmelo Anthony? Where do they go from here? Who who do they hire? Who replaces Phil Jackson? Can you say the, the name Isaiah Thomas? Is that possible? But my God, when you think about what's happened here in the last few years with Phil Jackson and the fact that James Dolan is going to buy him out for $24 million Boomer will be on in 15 minutes or so, and the one thing he has talked about for the last, I don't know, six, seven months, maybe even the last couple of years, is how much money can the Knicks possibly spend on head coaches and management types and – you know, whether it's been the head coaches that have been departed, have been fired, and now Phil Jackson going at two years and $24 million left. It is amazing the amount of money uh, that Dolan has spent on this team. Now, I get it. He's worth billions of dollars, and it's like myself or Eddie or maybe Bob Dwyer, you know, throwing a 20 out. I get that. That's fine. But still, it is a fortune, a king's ransom that he spends on people. And the one thing I'm very confused on. The early papers had the stories about Carmelo asking the Knicks for a buyout and the fact that the Knicks weren't going to do that, and he probably would have went to Cleveland. I suppose that's the case. And now the other stories this morning and the later editions are the fact that uh, they're going to buy out Jackson. So either way, it was, are you going to get rid of Carmelo and his, God knows how much money that would have been, you know, another $30 million, or is it the 24 for Jackson? But the Phil Jackson era ends, and I mentioned – Donnie Walsh before, and it's 2017, and when Donnie Walsh was brought in, I think it was 2007 or 2008, but it's got to be 10 years ago at least, the Knicks were a mess, and Donnie Walsh was starting to repair that mess, and things started to crumble with Carmelo Anthony and getting him in from Denver, and James Dolan kind of got involved in that, and things kind of got better for a while, and then they fell apart again. You can talk about the Mike D'Antoni years. You can talk about Jeremy Lin and the Sanity and where this team was and where it was headed, and it seemed like any time this team took a step forward, it would be two, three, sometimes four steps back. And that's where you are this morning. That having been said, when you mention what's in front of this team, how about free agency? Who's running the franchise now? Is it Steve Mills? Are there free agents that even want to come to New York now with the mess that it is? I would imagine Kristaps Porzingis will be a very happy person. Uh, Carmelo Anthony didn't want to leave. He has stated it several times. Doesn't look like he'll be leaving. So he's a happy person. But in terms of getting this team on the right track, whoever they bring in has got one heck of a job in front of them. And, you know, Boomer and Craig have said it for, it's got to be months now. You look at the track, the Nets are on, as bad as they were last year, you feel much better about the leadership uh, going forward with this team, you look at the D'Angelo Russell track. as much as I didn't love it only because I like Brooke Lopez, you could see the vision they have and the draft picks they made and what upper management is. And they came from the Spurs background. You feel like the Nets have a solid uh, clue as to what they're doing and their foot's on the ground and they know where they're going. With the Knicks, they've got to figure it out again, and it starts again today as soon as the official word comes down that Phil Jackson has been fired. And think about the things we've gone through, the mind games, right, with um, all that stuff, those those clips that he plays, or we did a great job, and, and yet all they do is lose games. I'm not sure where they did a great job. I'm not sure what the vision was, but I will rejoice for this. I'm not a Knicks fan, but for this one reason, I today will rejoice with most people, hopefully, We never mention the word triangle ever again because that was just, I mean, enough. No more triangle. That's over. That's dead. We move on. And by the way, one other thing before we take a quick break, and we we actually have a lot to do. We'll mention the Yankees as we keep mentioning Phil Jackson and the Knicks. Um, The one thing, if you look back on Phil Jackson, the executive, Say what you want about his coaching, all the championships. He had Jordan, he had Colby, Pippen, and Shaq, and all those guys. Fine, fair enough. You're never going to take those rings away from him. I think the one thing you look at, though, as the executive in the year 2015, 16, 17, that you look at Phil Jackson and say, just a huge disconnect. Running or trying to run an offense that was probably meant for the 70s and 80s. <laughs> right, exactly. The triangle. We're we'll do good at what we do. we do. We know what we're doing. I did a great job. You're out the door. I don't know how much of a great job you did. But it just wasn't today's basketball. When you watch the Golden State Warriors play, and I say that because they're the example now, and they're the rule. They are fun. They're dynamic. They're up and down the floor, and they let the threes fly. And they let them fly in different ways. The Knicks shoot a lot of threes, too. It's different, though. It's in rhythm. It's a motion offense. I mean, they are cutting and passing, and they get good shots off. Now, Steph Curry, maybe not some good shots, but they go in, so he's a little bit different. But that is a beautiful game to watch. What the Knicks did this year, it just seemed like a confused bunch. And so, anyway, again, if you're just waking up, Phil Jackson out as Knicks uh, team president, and who knows who comes in. I mentioned the name Isaiah Thomas only because he's in the building. I am not saying there have been any conversations, nothing reported. But would it stun you if Isaiah Thomas was back with the Knicks? I don't know. But Phil Jackson, it looks like, not official, but will be soon out as uh, Nick's team president. This portion brought to you by CC's. Now at CC's, party with bacon stuffed crust, new grilled cheese stuffed crust pizza, joining the original top with pepperoni on the unlimited buffet. Just five and change at CC's. Prices may vary. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more on Phil Jackson. will kind of, that's going to be the topic all morning, but... The Yankees did play last night, and they lost a game that if you're a Yankee fan, you should be furious with because you wasted a fantastic start by Luis Severino. More on that in a moment. Also, another injury for the Mets. I don't understand. Uh, We'll get to all those things and more. And then Boomer and Carton at the top. Uh, Wally Zerbiak sitting in for the first couple of hours, and we're back on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio. Sort of. All right, this portion is brought to you by GNC. Al is out today, started his vacation, so I'll take you for a couple more minutes. Boomer and Wally Zerbiak at the top. If you're just waking up, uh, it certainly looks like Phil Jackson is out being fired by James Dolan. Uh, as the two sides will part ways, $24 million left on his contract. He was 80-166 and 166 as team president. Don't let the door hit you on the backside on the way out. White Sox beat the Yankees 4-3. More on that in just a moment. And the Marlins beat the Mets 6-3. This portion brought to you by GNC now through July 5th. It's GNC's Summer Savings Event. Get hot value starting at nine ninety nine in your favorite essentials. Vitamins, fish oil, probiotics, and more. Change begins at GNC. I'll be Very clear. The day is about Phil Jackson, and I'm sure four hours of the Knicks and Phil Jackson talk is coming up in just a moment. But 30 seconds on the Yankees last night, who now find themselves a game behind the Red Sox in the AL East, although uh, even in the loss. Column. Last night is a game where if you are a fan of old-time baseball, you want to rip the hair out of your head because you had Luis Severino that pitched an absolute gem. Seven innings, 12 strikeouts. The guy was dealing, I get it, 105 pitches. Today's baseball, take him out, fine. And you also get the 3-1 lead because of Judge and Sanchez in the seventh. That having been said... In the eighth inning, he was still throwing in the seventh, 98, 99 miles an hour. Uh, he strikes out the side in the seventh. And in the eighth inning, you go to Domingo German, who walks a couple of guys promptly. Clippard comes in, walks a guy, hits a guy, walks a run in. And this, oh, by the way, is from a team where Joe Girardi said, well, this is a positive because he got out of it up 3-2. Garbage. And Dellen Batanzas comes in in the ninth inning because Aroldis Chapman, God forbid, he throws more than a couple of days in a row. He's not available. Betances comes in in the ninth and... Again, the walks. I mean, you can't play baseball that way. Walks a couple of guys, hits a batter, and then you give up the single. Uh, And the Yankees wind up losing a game 4-3 where they led 3-1. And again, I bring it back to the starting pitcher, Luis Severino, who was outstanding. Might have been one of the best starts I've ever seen him have. And I'm not going to say they gave the game away, but pretty darn close. Uh, It was close to it. Again, Phil Jackson out as Knicks team president, according to the report, should become official. Uh, A couple of hours, maybe even sooner than that, but the reports are out there that he has done. And just one quickie on the Mets, who I know are irrelevant right now. They go to Miami, and if they had any chances of doing anything or getting back into any type of race they needed to win these games, and they go in and they lose. You get the home run from Granderson early, and then Robert Gazelman gives it up right there in the bottom of the first. Yeah, Mets battle back, and then Ichiro slaps the ball to left field, where Wilmer Flores kind of breaks towards third before going after the ball, which brings you to the point, the Met infield is an absolute disaster. Cabrera's playing second. I know he wasn't great at short, but you had Reyes at 30, kind of knew what he was doing, and now you move him back to short. You got Flores, who is not a good infielder, didn't know what he was doing on that play. Run comes in to score. They lose the game, the whole thing, uh, just just a mess, and oh by the way, Robert Gazellman, why not? Let's get hurt, hamstring injury, and Ron Darling went off uh, on SNY. We will have that sound for you coming up. Bottom of the hour, uh, coming up though in a moment, we do have of course uh, Boomer and Wally Zerbiak. Timing couldn't be better uh, as Phil Jackson. Uh, That's right, certainly Jerry. Looks Timing like couldn't be better. Gone. Is right. Uh, this portion brought to you by GNC now through July 5th. It's GNC's summer savings event. Get hot value starting at nine ninety nine in your favorite essentials, vitamins, fish oil, probiotics, and more. Change begins at GNC. You hear the voice of Boomer. Wally is to his left. So without further ado, Boomer and Carton sort of on the fan right now.